You're listening to the Hero Up Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. This is Jim Simcoe with... I'm Blake. Blake Eugene Bender. <laughs> with <laughs> with emphasis. Blake Eugene Bender oh, in the house. Thank you. We here. Blake, Blake and I were just talking about our week. We won't say anything about it, but... <laughs> it's been a, been a tough week. Has not been easy. Kind of like climbing El Capitan with <laughs> with no rope. Which just happens to be the topic of discussion this week. Nice lead-in. Yeah, it is. That's right. I forgot about that. So we're talking today about the movie Free Solo. Um, but before we get into Free Solo, I will say, I hope you have a better week. I hope everything turns around. I, I mean... My life is pretty good. Yes. The, the little, it's the little things that, you know, you try not to get bogged down in. And yeah. I hope that your week also takes a turn in the positive. I hope it does. You know, I'm going to a concert tonight with Tom. Nice. I'm going to see G-Love and Special Sauce, which I'm looking for. I have to. no idea who that is. I know you don't because you're like 17,000 years younger than me. No, it's awesome. It's special it's awesome. Sauce. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Anyway. Cool. Um, and all right. So let's get into a free solo. Yeah. What'd you think of the movie? So you're a client. Oh, can you tell the tell the uh, tell our, our vast audience about the movie, what it's about? Yeah. So mom, uh, <laughs> say hi to my mom too. Hi, Jim's mom. What's your mom's name again? Florence. I've met Florence on several occasions, yeah. and I really need to make sure I, I keep her yes. her name in my memory. What's your mom's name? Janice. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Janice. Uh, anyway, uh, Florence and Janice, if you're listening out there, we yep. love you. Yep. Love um, you. Otherwise, uh, we're talking about the movie Free Solo. And what you can learn from Free Solo. And what you can learn from Free Solo. Uh, I have recently kind of gotten back into climbing on, and so far I've been very pleased to be pretty consistent. Yep. I've gone two, three times a week <clears throat> for the last month or so, I would say. Wait, are you going to Vital? Uh, I have been going to Vital. I've I've gone to uh, Mesa Rim with a buddy as well, cool. but yeah, mostly a Vital at this nice. point in time. I've got the calluses on my hands to uh, prove it. Tough guy. He looks. He actually looks yeah, pretty tough, right? Real now. tough guy. Um, and yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's a good reintroduction reintroduction into my life, and I yeah. uh, can't complain. Nice. Tell us about the movie. The movie <laughs> is fucking crazy, dude. It's fucking nuts. Um, if you've not, if you're not familiar with it, and you're living under a rock, the yep. story is basically of Alex Honnold. Is that his name? Yes. Um, and you didn't know that you were. I knew his first, name was, look, I knew his first name was Alex. He had this look in his face, like I don't know, but sure. Yeah. If if you're not, if your name's not Alex Honnold, then we apologize. And right. as I know, you're listening to this right we now. We do know his name is Alex. His name is Alex. So our friend Alex. Um, is the first to climb the Yosemite rock El Capitan, which is basically this huge sheer face of granite. Uh, like very massively big, massively right? unimaginably big. 3,200 feet high, something like that. That sounds sounds close enough which in my like mind. Which is like three quarters of a mile if I'm doing my math right, something like that. Yeah, I don't know it's, how. <laughs> it's, it's high, dude. It seems high. As we're going through this, I'm realizing how many facts I am without in this whole conversation. So it's okay. But it's okay because the, okay. the- We're recording. We made it through the week. The narrative. Yeah, it's only here. Wednesday. We've not made it's it a, through the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> we changed it up because we usually record on Fridays. We do. And you're and you're used to that being like Friday, yeah. done, hanging out with my friends, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Nope. We got a lot of week to go, my man. Oh, no. oh, so right. in any case, my man Alex is the first to climb El Capitan. He does so without a rope, which is the term free solo comes from and uh it is just a monumental feat uh in human history on some level right i imagine that you know how uh bc is before christ and yes. what is what is it now what is the 
AD. AD. What what does that term that term stand for? I went to Catholic high school. I should know this. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, it was after, it after death. After, after death, death. But like, wasn't it like? It's probably it's like, like something some, else now. It's probably been politically corrected, and so now it's yeah, like yeah. post gender neutral <laughs> body passing into new realm. I I apologize for throwing this curveball in, but my my point is is this is going to be a landmark in human history where they're like, oh, that after all Dude. the shit that happened in the climbing world or in yep. the physical. Uh, pursuit world after somebody climbed El Capitan is it's just that monumental of a yeah. feat. I agree. I think it's like going to go like Robert Banisher's four minute mile. Yeah. Jim Simcoe's two twenty five bench press. Oh god. I think that was huge. Yeah. And then and then this. Yeah. And then is it El Capitan or El Capitan? I don't know. Do you say? I'm going to defer to you because you're the climber, so you get to pick. A lot of people shorten it to say El Cap, so we can just go Let's that. Let's call it El Cap. We, we won't a, put ourselves in that situation. Yeah, it makes us sound so badass yeah. if we say it that way. Let's say it that way. Yeah, so El Cap. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a huge landmark of achievement and uh, just a pretty interesting story, I, I thought, if you uh, enjoy like getting to understand the psyche and kind of what's going on behind the scenes of somebody who is taking on this you know, monumental, unfathomably uh, out there task and feet. Um, yeah. you just get some insight into like what the perspective is from that person. And, you know, I think you, like I've, I've heard from a lot of different people, if you bring that up in a casual context to somebody who is not interested in climbing or doesn't do that on a regular basis, their first impression is like, Oh, this guy has a death wish or like, Oh, like he doesn't like, he doesn't value his life. And yet that was like very much not the case. Not even close. Um, he just has a very different, relationship with the idea of dying and the way that he uh prioritizes things in his life i think he's had to probably build a lot of clarity on just based yeah. upon the fact that you know the next time he does something like this it could be his last time doing it yeah yeah I, I i am not a climber although i've gone rock climbing in a gym at vital and a couple other places and i loved it i thought it was awesome mm. and when my shoulders better i would like to do more of it perhaps we could do a rock climbing date sure that would be I've, fun we already have one uh, in the works here for Couple months out, fantastic. Yeah. Um, what I was struck by with the movie, which as I was watching the movie, I was so drawn into it. But immediately, when I'm drawn into those types of things, I tend to think like, "Oh, Blake and I got to record a podcast about this because this <laughs> is a good topic." And what I was so struck by it is like, like you're saying, most people think he's got a death wish or doesn't care about living or whatever. And I think this guy just has a singular focus on how he wants to live his life, mm -hmm. and for him. It was almost predetermined that he wanted to do this, right? Like he was living in a van, you know, by choice, not because he didn't have the money, mm -hmm. but he's by choice and he's a It's a really bougie van to be Super fair. Super bougie. Yeah, it's a nice, nice van. Super bougie. Um, but I was impressed by how well he seemed to really know himself mm -hmm. and how well he was able to manage risk. And I think that was one of the big things that I learned from the movie that I think we can all kind of take away from it is like- there, yes, there's risks in doing something, but then there's also risks in not doing it and not having a big goal that you're, you know, mm -hmm. that you're going after. Um, I thought his point of how often he trained to do it, how often he like practiced it so that it was like kind of rote muscle memorization for him was really interesting because for him, the like that repetition over and over and over and over again kind of gave him. Um, a sense of confidence and a sense of belief that he'd be able to do it without the ropes. In many ways mm -hmm. it would be easier because it'd be lighter with no ropes. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that part was interesting. Like yeah. he, he did not look at it at, at, he looked at it at what he says in the movie. He says that it's 
it's not risky, it's dangerous. Yeah. Which is interesting, right? Mm. Like that's an interesting way to think about that's, it. Yeah, I like I like that kind of shift in perspective and yeah. words are very powerful and you have to be precise with with your words because uh, you said it's re- repeat that it's ri- it's not risky, it's dangerous. Right. And uh, you know, clearly that's somebody who's making statements like that that is put a lot of thought into what both those words mean and mean to him and yeah. has drawn some very specific conclusions about it. Yeah. Like ultimately, I kind of think that is why like sports or physical quests and things like that are like really valuable. And like, you know, uh, something like climbing El Capitan is not going to be accessible for the vast, vast majority of the world. Like he's the only person to have ever done it. He, I've heard him say in interviews, he doesn't think anyone else will do it because like now somebody's done it. So it doesn't mean the same thing as like afterwards. Now someone's done it and you can still die from it. And you can still, and the, and the risk risk is obviously always the same. And so he just doesn't think that that's something that will be particularly motivating to other people out there. Yeah. And then the same thing is true of any, you know, physical quest or sports, you know, whatever Alex Honnold is somebody who has climbed literally, literally since he was a little kid and not, and he himself is also an outlier within the climbing community because he's one of the few people who are actually into free soloing where you climb, climb without a rope basically in positions where it's not bouldering and you can just fall and land on your feet and you're fine. Or maybe you tumble from 10 feet up. He's climbing these huge peaks and and mountains and things like that without a rope and one fall is is basically he's a goner and he knows that um but what do you think about that as a climber as someone who has climbed what's the I highest mean, what's the highest you oh climbed? man the highest i've climbed i don't know i can recla- recall being in like middle school and going to like ropes courses and, and stuff like that and and getting up there and being like i'm a tough guy but it's pretty high yeah um and so like i mean I, I don't think that he probably doesn't still possess that very innate like fear of of falling in heights. Like I think that that very much has to be present. And I've even heard arguments like, oh, what if, you know, what, wouldn't it be an advantage for you to take like a beta blocker? Is that the, the type yeah. of like pill where you can basically blunt that, that response of anxiety and things yeah. like that? It's kind of cheating. And it, but it's not cheating but in, in that I, I think you want that. Like if you're on the pinnacle of falling to your death, you want every ounce of your body screaming at you and saying, you hold the fuck on to that, <laughs> and that hand, you know, that little yeah. sliver of rock. Otherwise, you're dead. And, and I think that anxiety and that like excitation that comes from it has a purpose and a very important role in the, in yeah. allowing you to kind of evaluate risk. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is absolutely appropriate because if you're in that position, then you know, where you're going to fall, like I, you want every ounce of energy and power that you possess going into that. I was know. struck by, um, along those lines, I was struck by the, you talk about every ounce, all the energy. I was struck by how minute the details are yeah. in big climbing like that. Like, when they would show the close-ups of like his toe on this little, you know, like not, you know, a pimple sized divot on a rock mm-hmm. that he has to hold on and put all of his weight on to get to a thumbnail sized yeah. grab on another thing. And I, I was like, oh my God, like how does yeah, he know? Yeah. Like, how does he trust? He just showed he he, he exemplified to me it's like just a, a certain lo- just an unbelievable level of trust in himself mm-hmm. that like I'm going to be able to do that I'm going to be able to go to this next piece and and like where I think other people I think it's like very common in our lives too right like we all get blocked wherever we get blocked yeah like whether it's monetarily health is you know whatever 
and he's able to transpose that or, or transgress that um, into achieving greater things because he sees that roadblock or that blockage and he kind of, he figures out how to get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think it's interesting that when they, when they talk about climbing, how all of those things, they call them problems. Yeah. They don't call them. And you're problem solving. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting, right? Like yeah, you're going yeah. up a rock and you're like, oh, I have to get from here over to that spot that's 17 feet away. How yeah. do I do that? And that's yeah. the bouldering problem. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and again, words are powerful. And I think that it, it speaks to the orientation that people who are into the, into climate and things like that kind of have towards the the effort and whatnot, and that it's an intellectual challenge as much as it is uh, a physical one. Um, something that just to kind of piggyback off the, the comment that you were making and, and I, it stood out to me, uh, the extent to which he was like journaling his notes and he was making comments on every yeah, little, what'd you think about that? every little maneuver. I think it's, I think I, I mean, I love it because, um, I think that ha- is really valuable for people. Um, if they want to really get to a high level and, in, in you know, whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's climbing something else, physical business relationship, like it may be journaling or writing isn't your thing and having a conversation is, or, some other process in which you have the, that processing ability, like yeah. you need that outlet. Um, but the level of attention to detail, uh, I think was absolutely necessary. And it seemed to me that he, he just kind of woke up one day and was, and was like, I've, I've done the repetition. I feel, I feel confident because I've done that repetition and I paid my dues and put in the time. Right. Um, and, and, that is so analogous to, I think, what a lot of, you know, people are going to encounter in their own lives. If you run into that position where I'm going to do something new, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, break into new, new territory. It's really helpful and important, I think, to have a foundation of like, no, I've worked at this for a really long time. And it is appropriate to take a leap of faith every once in a while. And you got to take, take risks, but those risks are constantly being analyzed, you know, based upon the the work that you've put in building up to that point. It's funny you say that. I remember when, um, when I first started working out with you, one of the very first things you said in one of the very first classes when everybody was like writing their workouts down in, jour- in a mm-hmm. journal, um, someone was like, well, why are we writing these down? And you said a journal, like by writing down your journal, uh, you said it more eloquently. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. But you basically said, if you don't write down your workout and what you did, you're losing an opportunity to grow. Like, And so your whole thing was like, you don't have to do it. But you're losing an opportunity yeah. to get better at what you're, at what yeah, you're totally, trying to do. Totally. Regard, and, regard, and it was like – it wasn't like – I was expecting you to say something like, well, if you really want to be successful here and if yeah, you really yeah. want to like become a you know this crazy athlete, then you got to write down everything and you got to – and you were like just kind of flat out like look look like you're, you're losing an opportunity to grow. So you could choose to lose it if yeah. you want and, uh, and, and not – and I remember thinking like, oh shit, like I got to go get a journal. <laughs> and then I did it for a long time. I had the journal, yeah, yeah. I had the journal for a long time and I would write it in my, in my other journal as well. But yeah, I think that that's, I think that there's something, and I'm sure there's a thousand studies about this, about there's something about whatever you have in your brain, getting it out, writing it down and, and then you can refer back to it. Yeah. Um, I do it in my daily journal. I was doing, I've now written in my daily journal every day since last beginning of last August. Nice. And I started flipping back like totally. a couple of days ago and I was looking at some stuff I wrote like eight months ago and the things I was stressed about then and yeah, what, yeah. the things that were huge issues. And I'm like, Oh shit, I resolved that one. Yeah, well, this yeah. one went away. This one's worse, you know, but it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, Oh wow. Okay, cool. It's interesting. Like kind yeah. of see where your mindset's at. Totally. Totally. Um, all right. So I want to ask you again, as a climber, uh, one of the crucial scenes in the movie to me is when he goes out there 
and he's ready to go. So he's got this whole film crew and they're ready yeah, to roll yeah. and everyone's like ready to roll. He's got the girlfriend, the new girlfriend, who I think is funny because in the beginning of the movie, he's like, she's my girlfriend. I've had plenty of girlfriends. You know, I'm always going to love climbing more. I've never met anybody that I love as much as climbing. And I was kind of <laughs> like, dude, when, you, when your girlfriend sees this movie, like yeah, that's not going to go well, that, dude. Yeah. That's going to come off pretty bad. But no, there's a part where he starts to climb and then he pulls off. Mm-hmm. Remember that? When he just like, he's just like, don't have it. Did he pull off or did he? Never mind. I was going to make a dumb joke. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, okay. But you know what, what I mean? What, like, what was the question? So my, my choir, my, I looked at that and I thought about that a lot afterwards. And I think like, like most people, maybe myself included, would have just kept going and, and would have possibly Plummet, made plummeted a, to your death. Yeah. Been a huge mistake. And just the, the self, um, the self awareness yeah. of him to just be like, I don't have it today. Yeah. It's wrong. It feels wrong. Like it's just, it's so brutally honest and so self-aware. I was just mm. super struck by that. What'd you think about that? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it come, came across to me as just very, very self-aware and extremely like disciplined in it. Yeah. Uh, clearly he had a vision of what he wanted this to, this experience to feel like and look like. And they, they speak about, they speak to that a lot during the film. Um, in which they discuss like the very idea of doing this with the camera crew, like could potentially influence the, the entire experience because what if, what Mm. if part of the interaction influences Alex's climb and he falls and like, are they going to have all this regret? Like they were a factor that contributed to his death and like all these different, like heavy, heavy, heavy things. Um, so I just thought it it demonstrated a a really high level of self-awareness, um, and clarity on his part of what he wanted to like gain out of that, you know, that the, the experience and what he wanted to feel like. Um, and I think somebody who was a little bit more reckless probably would have, uh, continued to power on, but I, you know, I, it's pretty easy to make the assumption that this guy is reckless, um, where yeah, that, not where that to me, I mean, even just if you hear the story, some guy climbed sure. El Capitan without a rope, you don't know anything else. Like that seems like a reckless thing to do. Sure. But then when you understand like this is basically this guy's life life's work, that's what this is. Like this is the culmination of all his climbing experiences. It's going to be the pinnacle of his like public fame. He's probably making more money this year than he's going to over the course of his career would be my assumption. Right. Um, you know, of course that may not, may not be the case, but like it's, that's very likely possibility. Um, and so for him to understand that and still say to himself like, nope, today, like wasn't the day I need to back off and, uh, you know, stay within myself and, and, you know, live another day. Yeah. Quite literally. Uh, literally. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's what, uh, you know, I took away from that. It was a trip. I mean, I, I agree. I think it's such a powerful example of being self-aware and then also um it kind of goes to something else as i as i think about the movie is like how this guy's level of just like singular focus Mm -hmm. and getting into position of being able to do deep work and uh and and really like just moving everything else off the screen yeah like literally everything else is off it's kind of like and i'm sure you felt it in here i felt it in here or like on like um tell my daughter about this, about like when I played lacrosse in college, um, you're so focused Mm -hmm. and you, and and it's like all you can do and all you can, like the the outcome seems predetermined. It's like, you're just, you're going through the paces to get to the outcome. I was telling my, my girls about like the best sporting thing I ever played in my life. I was in high school playing lacrosse and I scored six goals in one game, which is a boy. 
Yeah, thank you. It's not. It's probably now is not a big deal because like, people score a ton of goals. Yeah. But back then, like back then when I played, games were like you know, ten to four, mm-hmm. twelve to six. So I got six. I mean, I scored six goals. What was the overall score in the end? I think we won like nine to three or nice. something. So I had yeah. like the majority of the goals. You outscored the the entire other team. Yeah, yeah, I did outscore <laughs> the other team. Um, but my point is, is like, I remember in that game being so in touch with what I was doing yeah. and anyone who knows anything about lacrosse, it's like, you know, you catch a ball in a net, in a stick. So it's not like you're catching in your hand or you have it like tied to your body, but it just felt like I was throwing the An ball with my Extension of yourself basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, and it's not, it was more interesting to me as I look back on it where I'm like, wow, like that. Like it was just predetermined that that was just, I, I could not, like that I was, was uns- yeah, it was like, that was my day. It was unstoppable that, was that day. And I've had it happen in here a couple of times, you know, cause we're at the gym right now where we will be doing some exercise and it just feels so good. Yeah. And you see other people do it. I saw, uh, like the other day, Aaron and Joe, mm-hmm. right. Love them both. And I saw Erin doing something and she just looked so fluid and mm-hmm. looked like she could just go forever. You could just tell she was kind of in that flow state yeah. and just like could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like that's kind of what he was in, yeah. you know, when he, when he, when he did it and maybe the day where he pulled, yeah, I'm going to say pulled off, but I know, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Um, he, re- he recognized yeah. that he wasn't in that state and that the stakes were so high that he couldn't go forward in that state. Totally. Just, can, can I share something that's been popping in my head as you've been, been saying this? I Just as an example of kind of what you're speaking to, and it's another climbing reference. Yeah. Um, but uh, different different gentleman by the name of, uh, is it Adam Andra, I think is his name. He's, so you're obviously most people are going to have no idea. From my understanding, and I'm not embedded in this community, so I might be wrong on this, but from my understanding, he's currently the strongest climber in the world where Alex Honnold, he's doing free solos. Right he's staying within himself at all times. Like he could do every one of those pitches that he's climbing during El Capitan any day, any day of his life, life most likely on his worst day, but he's just doing it with this high level of risk. Right. Whereas, uh, Adam Andra is currently the, the strongest climber in the world. He's climbing more difficult routes and he may fall on them dozens or hundreds of times in some cases, but he's able to do the 1% of 1% of 1%. That even many, most professional climbers are not kind of in in that ability level to, to do. So anyway, I watched, uh, I watched this uh, video of him basically taking on the first, uh, the first climb that was going to be a new grade of climbing. So if, if climbs have different levels. Higher the number is the higher and the grade. So this is going to be that, uh, you know, and I, th- I think they have different protocols in which they get to like confirm, yeah, that's a, that's a new grade. Like, man, we've no, the world's never done anything like that before. Um, and it was just fascinating to watch him to try to break into this new territory. And so just to give you a couple of examples of the level of – you know, extent to which this guy was willing to go. Um, he, he was living in this like town or whatever that was near the climb that he was trying to do. And this is all outdoor stuff. Um, and they would hike in, hike into the place. Maybe it's a 30 minute walk or something like that in the morning to get to the spot. Um, and he was finding that because he had to climb the route in order to like kind of warm up, he was actually not as prepared. And so they built a climbing wall in the barn of the place that they were staying and they took like a week to do that so that he could warm up before going to the to the route another example was he got he got like a cold or he got he got sick or something like that and so he and his coach he was literally lying on the floor on his back with his eyes closed visualizing it looked freaking 
hilarious to watch him doing this. His coach was basically holding his hands in shapes that were trying to uh, replicate what, what the subtle need. little rocks would hold on oh, to. That's trippy, and dude. He was like he was like holding. He's just lying there on his back. He was holding his uh, his coach's like little fingers or corner of his elbows and things like that. And he was literally like. Wah, wah. And like manipulating his body as if he was still climbing the rock. And I was just like, man, this is a level of dedication that very, very few people are, are, you know, comfortable going for for something that's as as extreme of a goal. And obviously this is an incredibly talented guy and and most people are not going to have the physical abilities to be the best at something in the world. Um, but it show, I'm, I'm certain that there are other people that exist who have the genetic potential to do this climb also. Cause it's like nothing in the world is that uncommon and or genetically rare. Yeah. Um, but very few people are willing to make the dedi- those types of dedication, you know, dedicated to decisions that are going to be necessary in, in order to make that yeah. happen. So that was just wow. an example that stood out to me. And I was like, that guy is going to some lengths and that doesn't surprise me that he's the person who's breaking into new territory and things like this. And what's, what's crazy about that is, is like, so that, cause I always think that like, you know, we're all able to do so much more in our DNA than what we think we can do. Right. And so like sure. a guy like that. So like, if you talk about climbing, like if you look at like the actual physics of climbing, mm-hmm. you're, if you're climbing a thousand feet and you weigh 200 pounds, you're basically lifting 200 pounds up, yep. you know, a thousand feet over a couple hours. The, the, the physical aspect of it, which might be super draining and super difficult Mm -hmm. is not like an insurmountable task for someone who's strong. Mm -hmm. It's the mental aspect, Mm -hmm. right? Like the mental aspect of that guy, that guy's willing to sit in a barn and then he's willing to sit down and have, go through that visualization, climb climb his coach basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that that's really, I think that that's super fascinating. I know that when I, I know that when I had, uh, after shoulder surgery that first week, every day I would like visualize my shoulder getting stronger and I would sit there and I would like think about my shoulder getting stronger and think about like my, um, uh, thing go, Oh, you want to go, go around this way? Uh, there's someone coming in. Um, what's up, Will? I'm saying hi to Will who just walked in. Hi, Will. Hi, Will. Wait, wait, wait. Will's on a podcast hi. now. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That's official. Um, but I used to, I would visualize that every day and I would like literally think of the ligament attaching stronger and stronger. And then I would visualize like games that I play and sports and just different stuff. And like, I've spent, I spent a lot of time visualizing, uh, Hank squat cleans, Mm -hmm. you know, just because like, you know, just for whatever reason and push presses and, it was easy for me to do because I couldn't do anything else. I was laying mm-hmm. on my, you know, I was like, you know, I was post-surgery, yeah, yeah. there's nothing else I could do. And I just thought the whole thing was just really fascinating. So I'm, I'm not surprised that that guy, mm-hmm. you know, it's, is he that much more of a freak athlete than everyone else? Or is it that he's just willing to go to, to lengths, to your point, that other people aren't willing to go to? Totally. You know, and I, he's, he's continued to make that decision over and over again in his life. So it's not like he decided to build a barn. It's that he's at one point made a decision that I'm going to live in a van. I assume he lives in a van as all the climbers do. Yeah. And why do they all live in a van? What's that? Why do they all live in a van? Uh, So they can travel and they don't have, you know, they can basically probably park it somewhere and leave it and fly off. Would you live in a van? I don't think I would live in a van. I think I would try and get like a, I would, I I would live in a nice, uh, what do they Maybe call it? Yurt. Nice yurt. A nice yurt. <laughs> a traveling yurt. Yeah. But no, that's interesting that they would, that they, that they can get to that level. Yeah. Because most people won't. I mean, I guess the, the point we're trying to make here is that like, these are parallels to everyone else in their life. Yes. And 
uh, I feel like that's what the, the one of the major values that even sports and physical quests and things like that have for people is that they give you such a, a unique opportunity to like deal and uh, like basically almost test out life and kind of understand what you're about and made of in a way that doesn't have nearly the consequences as, uh, as does climbing El Capitan and falling to your, your death. I guess that's a pretty serious consequence. That's pretty serious. Uh, but it doesn't have nearly the, the level of seriousness as, you know, making career decisions and making financial decisions that go, are yeah. going to impact the rest of your life. But you can understand and develop the char- characteristics and skill set that's necessary to, to be successful, which is often discipline and trying your hardest and communication and not giving up when things, you know, the cards are stacked up against you. Um, and it's kind of funny because I, I feel like I went through this phase when I was a bit younger, when I was, I, I, because I put so much value into like sports and stuff when I was like a, a kid and I was like, well, sports really don't matter. Like I, I, I get it. Sports don't matter. They don't have that. Like it, it win or lose. What's, what's well, the you're point? Not getting paid. And, uh, now I've, I've come to realize like those are so analogous to so many other things in life. And like, I feel like so much of the positive, uh, lessons that I've, I've had and the person that I am is a reflection of a lot of those trials and tribulations. And, yeah, you know, obviously totally you can agree. go through that in many different ways. It doesn't have to be uh, physical stuff. It could be music or, you know, theater or whatever the, the case may be. Um, but those are, are very much, I think, uh, helpful tools in order for people to kind of develop that self-awareness and build yeah. those characteristics. I have nothing to add, dude. I'm, we're we're yeah. closing right there. That was used. You know, you used, you, you used, uh, analogous twice during this podcast which was kind of huge I, uh, I, I i feel like i i just you just i i may have jumped the shark you've just way above me now. it's been brought to my attention that i i use certain words that like uh, really frequently and it's not that my vocabulary is big it's that i try to identify a few <laughs> big words and use them frequently and so that's all that you're you got to go uh, to what you're seeing there yep nice go to nice work thanks for listening everybody talk to you soon talk to you soon Hey, thanks for checking out the podcast today. Really appreciate you guys listening in. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And you can always check us out online at heroupmedia.com, heroupmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon.